Improvements are coming to freight rail and Amtrak service between Pittsburgh and Harrisburg. And one Pennsylvania township is going to a four-day work week. Welcome to The Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast, where the only agenda is you. Support for The Morning Agenda comes from the City of Lancaster, helping create a magical holiday season in the city by offering shopping from nearly 150 small businesses to find gifts for friends and family. More details can be found at visitlancastercity.com. A good morning to you and happy Friday. It is December 8th, and this is being recorded at 9.17 a.m. I'm your host, Tim Lambert, as we take this daily trip around the region's top stories. So let's get started. PennDOT is receiving more than $143 million to improve freight rail and Amtrak service along the Keystone Corridor. Corey Sharber with our partner WHYY in Philadelphia has the details. The Pennsylvanian Rail Modernization Project will primarily focus on track and signal-related improvements along Norfolk Southern Railway's main line between Pittsburgh and Harrisburg. The project will focus on improving system and service performance along freight train routes, and the Amtrak Pennsylvania service will receive additional capacity upgrades. This will allow for a second daily round trip of Amtrak service. U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says while the project is still in its early phases, the opportunity presented will have a huge impact near the end of the decade. Well, it benefits the whole state through the economic uh, link between Pittsburgh and Harrisburg, and of course anywhere upstream or downstream of that connection, including uh, eastern Pennsylvania, can, can benefit, too, from the reliability there. Construction is planned to start next year and be completed by 2030. Well, staff in one Lehigh County community will now be on a four-day work week. Olivia Marble, with our friends at WLVR in Bethlehem, has the details. North Whitehall's Board of Supervisors voted unanimously Monday to make the shorter work schedule permanent. The vote came after a 10-month trial. Township Manager Randy Cope says staff have been just as productive, if not more, and stress levels are down. There are still stressful days, obviously, uh, but they are recouped when they return back from their three-day weekends. It's also helped with recruitment at a time when the municipal staff is growing, says newly appointed Director of Public Works Rick Holtzman. That was the main reason why I came here. You know, I took a pay cut to come here just for work-life balance. Now, according to Cope, the township has saved about $40,000 in utility costs just from closing the municipal building on Fridays. The State Department of Labor and Industry says five McDonald's locations in Pennsylvania have violated child labor laws. From our partner WPSU and State College, Sydney Roach explains. Endor Incorporated is the operator of those five locations and is owned by Paul and Megan Sweeney. The investigation found it employed 34 children aged 14 and 15 to work later and longer than allowed by child labor laws. In a statement to WPSU, Pennsylvania McDonald's franchisee Megan Sweeney says, quote, We have implemented a number of strategies to help avoid such issues in the future, including regular time audits, a revised scheduling process, and mandatory child labor law trainings for managers. Endor Incorporated paid the Department of Labor and Industry nearly $27,000 in civil penalties. Well, Duke has hired Penn State defensive coordinator Manny Diaz as its head coach. He replaces Mike Elko, who was hired as coach by Texas A&M. Diaz spent three seasons as Miami's coach before being fired in 2021. He spent the last two at Penn State and led some of the nation's top defensive units. 
And the Pittsburgh Steelers had an opportunity to create some separation in the race for the AFC wildcard spot. Instead, they came crashing back to the pack and saw their playoff hopes take a serious hit with consecutive home losses to two-win teams in five days. The latest is a 21-18 setback against New England. Now, Pittsburgh is 7-6, and six, and it's the first team above 500 to teams that are both at least eight games below 500. And you might remember the Steelers actually began this month atop the race for the top wildcard spot in the AFC. And I actually woke up around 1 a.m. this morning, rolled over, picked up my phone, saw they lost, and I wasn't surprised. So when I got up a few hours later and got into the office, I shook that off, shook off that disappointment, and went through about a dozen news sites across central Pennsylvania, just looking for a few stories to put on your radar because they cover issues that may impact you and your community in the future. So here's what you need to know. A 15-month-old boy has died after he was hit by a freight train in Cumberland County. PennLive reports the toddler wandered onto the tracks that passed by the rear of his family's backyard in South Newton Township. He was pronounced dead shortly after his arrival at UPMC Carlisle Hospital. State police are investigating. Gamers will have the opportunity to hone their craft at one of the largest esports training arenas in central Pennsylvania. The York Daily Record reports Valhallen Esports Training in Camp Hill will offer classes for five popular competitive PC games in a state of the art facility. It features 26 high end gaming stations and is open to students of all backgrounds, abilities, and skill levels ages 7 to 17. Some of the games are Fortnite, Overwatch, and Rocket League. Weekly classes for each game will be taught by an experienced coach, and they'll eventually compete against other pupils in the second largest video game league in North America, the Valhallen Esports League. Students can potentially earn college scholarships for esports programs. The company behind the effort has 11 locations, but the one in Cumberland County is the first in the Northeast. And a big congrats to Steel High on its second straight state title. The Rollers handled Fort Cherry 42-8 to claim the Class A football championship. Steel High has now won three PIAA titles in four years. And now for a bit of a deeper dive into an issue. Thousands of people in the Philadelphia region experience homelessness, and out of those, hundreds live outside, sometimes in tents that are on public land. As climate change brings more rain and heat, living outside is getting harder. Sophia Schmidt is with our friends at WHYY in Philadelphia, and she reports on how people are coping. There's a place along the Schuylkill River in Pottstown, Pennsylvania, where some people experiencing homelessness have set up camp. When I visited last month, there were tents, tarps strung between trees, and a homemade sign reading, Keep Out. The area is flat, secluded, and peaceful. But back in early July... This whole area was entirely underwater. Outreach worker Mark Borse came to check on the camp as part of the work he does in Montgomery County with the nonprofit Access Services. He found the river had flooded its banks. Tents were destroyed, clothes ruined. One person living in the encampment even lost her car. The water came up above the hood of the car and it was drowned out and they had to tow it. 
Weather records show that the day before Bors found the encampment flooded, more than five inches of rain fell upstream. That's more than a month's worth in a single day. This sort of heavy rain is getting more common in the Philly area as the world warms. Across the country, human-caused climate change is driving extreme weather, displacing people from their homes and exposing people without housing to new realities. Maria Bezgrabelna is a researcher at the Center for Addiction and Mental Health in Toronto. She's studied the intersection of homelessness and climate change. The most vulnerable will be the people who are on the streets either all the time or a large chunk of their time. So being homeless means that you do not have as much opportunity to hide from climatic events. Reggie Aiken has experienced this firsthand. He's a retired construction supervisor and ballroom dance instructor from Pottstown, who now stays in winter shelters, hotels, and as he puts it, under the stars. He remembers one day this past summer waiting for a bus in northeast Philly when a sprinkle of rain started. Usually, you know, you, you have time to, like, you know, uh, pack up and, and, and go over, uh, like, a shelter or something to avoid the storm. But this time was different. It was going to rain. But then all of a sudden the wind started blowing and it was like kind of like a, a like a torrential uh, downpour. The Frankfurt SEPTA station was nearby. So Aiken told himself he had to make a decision. You are not going to stand there. You're going to run to the station. And by running to the station, I was soaked. His belongings were drenched, too. You, you deal with it and... Basically, you do have to stay positive with all of that coming against you with the uh, uh, weather. And I said, I would say to myself, I'm going to dry out. I'm going to get to two days. I'll be fine again. But wearing wet clothes and socks can be dangerous. Charisma Goldston runs an emergency shelter for men in North Philly and has seen people come in soaked to the bone. You know, before they come to us, they've been walking around in the same wet socks and their feet are in really concerning condition where we're sending them to the hospital. You know, if you don't have an option to, like, wash your clothes, like, the clothes are getting musty, they can get mildewy, and you're wearing that stuff. Goldston says wet socks and old shoes are especially dangerous for people with conditions like diabetes. You can't risk a small cut on your foot. That that could easily turn significant and you can lose a toe. We've had guys with had gangrene before. It's not just rain that's getting worse in the Philly area. The city's average summer temperature has risen around three degrees since 1970. Climate scientists say the region will continue to get hotter and wetter. That may help those living outdoors in the winter, but the summers are getting tough. Reggie Aiken was caught off guard by the heat while walking to a Walmart one day this summer. It was a trek he thought he could make easy, but he started to feel sick. I was overcome with heat, and I was dizzy for a couple of days. You know, it didn't go away for three days. I could feel like a, a, a grogginess from the heat, and by that, I learned to respect the heat. Yo, hey, how are you, man? Back along the river in Pottstown, Mark Boris hands out water bottles, pop tarts, and socks. In the summer, he adds bug spray and sunscreen. Thank you, I appreciate you. He's seeing more and more people living outside. Bors says it's ultimately an issue of poverty, a lack of affordable housing, and not enough shelter space that meets people's needs. Homelessness is, it's inherently dangerous, and it's relentlessly hard. So any change in in weather patterns, even small weather patterns, makes that relentlessness worse. 
It's another way that climate change disproportionately affects poor communities, communities of color, and others that are already marginalized. Meanwhile, Reggie Aiken is trying to stay warm and dry this winter. He's been sleeping in a shelter that will close come the spring. That was WHYY's Sophia Schmidt reporting from Philadelphia. Just a reminder that The Morning Agenda is available anywhere you find your favorite podcasts and on WITF's YouTube channel. So let's hear your Friday song of the day. Reach out to me on Twitter or Blue Sky. I'm at TLambert895 on both of those platforms. Make sure you check out and like our monthly Spotify playlist. It's called The Morning Agenda Song of the Day, December 2023. And each day I add my song of the day to the list. Today it's the Black Pumas cover of Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. Support for The Morning Agenda comes from the City of Lancaster, helping create a magical holiday season in the city by offering shopping from nearly 150 small businesses to find gifts for friends and family. You can check out all the details at visitlancastercity.com. And that is going to do it for The Morning Agenda. It's a daily news podcast from WITF, where the only agenda is you. I'm your host, Tim Lambert. Thank you so much for listening today. Be well, have a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk again on Monday.